the week I recorded this episode, it was a very tough week. I was feeling sad, tired, angry, overwhelmed, and just anything but joyful. I thought about canceling the interview, but I'm glad I didn't. It eventually helped me reset. And now I find it very fitting that this episode was scheduled to release this week, during this very unsettling time for all. I hope it helped you in some way. Take a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. But first, let's go to the intro. Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Christian. Welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You. Inspiration shared by our mom who is dying from ALS. There's no cure for our mom or anyone else with ALS. But right now, she's on a mission to find and share stories of inspiration. Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, we're happy to introduce the one lady we've both loved since the first day we laid eyes on her. The queen of the queen city, our mom, your host, Lori. Aw, thank you guys. I'm Lori, and welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You. If you are brand new here, feel free to go back to episodes one and two after this. In episode one, I give you the motivation for this podcast. In episode two, you will hear an intimate conversation with someone that we can all learn from in what turned out to be his last few weeks of life. I know you'll be happy that you listened to that one. Okay, I am dying to tell you about my guest today, Monica Skelf, because she is here to share four secrets. Four secrets on how to ditch stress and live with more joy. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? (laughs) Monica is the founder of the Work Well Group and also a really fun online platform called Crazy Grateful. She's a wife, a mom, a business owner, an author, and I love this. She's a recovering stressaholic and worry wart. (laughs) Monica has been researching and writing and teaching all about optimal daily living for over a decade. I'm so happy to introduce and to welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You, Monica Scalf. Thank you, Lori. And I am super excited to be sitting down with you today. But I want to be honest, I am in one of the worst weeks ever. I had a very dear friend pass away from ALS. And then just a couple of days later, another dear friend. And it has been very hard. And when I realized that we were going to be sitting down to do this interview, my first instinct was to run. (laughs) I mean, I thought I just definitely need to postpone this interview. I am not in the mood to talk about joy or to get any tips from someone else on how to be joyful. And then I thought about it and I thought, actually... This could be the perfect time because it's really easy to find joy when everything is going good, Mm -hmm. don't you think? Yes. 
Absolutely. And I think sometimes that's that's something that I have to preface with the message that I'm trying to spread is it isn't about being happy and joyful 100% of the time, 24 hours a day. I still feel stress. I still feel unhappiness. And I completely understand why you wanted to run in the other direction. (laughs) And sometimes we just have to give ourselves that downtime to feel those feelings. But I think the key is having the toolbox full of tools that when we're ready to come out of that, when we're ready to figure out how to proceed, then we have some strategies for getting back on track. Well, this week more than ever, I needed that toolbox. So I'm really thankful that you're here. So I mentioned that you are the founder of the Work Well Group and Crazy Grateful. And for those that don't know, why don't you start off by telling us what those are? Sure. So the Work Well Group is a business that I started 10 years ago, where I go into corporations and teach workshops on communication, stress management, team building, anything that helps leaders create a more positive and productive workplace. And so because of the success of that business, I was able to work on this passion project this last year called Crazy Grateful. And Crazy Grateful is a website and there's a weekly newsletter, but it's really dedicated to how do we all live with less stress and more joy. And so we look at one topic a month that can help us move the needle on living a life that lights us up. So for instance, how do we reduce stress? How do we build our self-confidence? So we tackle topics that hopefully help people to live a more lit up life. And I will say that they definitely do follow you on the crazy grateful level. And I love it so much every Saturday. I look forward to my email. And it's really a quick email full of tips and suggestions that you have. And they're really simple. But you know, things that I don't normally think about. So I love that. Yeah, we try to I try to keep it really simple. The newsletter is called three good things. It's it's found some good fans out there. So I try to recommend three things that make everyday life brighter. So it's anything from a podcast like this, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you'll be coming up on one of our three good things to shows to watch or products that and all of it are things that I find make my everyday life brighter and that I just want to share with other people. And then of course there's an encouraging note for me at the beginning and it's really we try to keep it really simple because I know our audience like me, we're busy people. Yeah. And so before we get into your four secrets, I love the story of how you even got interested in a career like this. I believe it was when you were a professor teaching in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Can you share that? Yes. So I was an English professor and I was teaching a group of freshman composition students how to write autobiographical essays. And I wanted them to be really specific about instances that brought them joy. And so we did this exercise where they were to write out their joy map, which is basically putting the word joy in the center of a piece of paper and putting 10 circles around that, and then filling in those circles with guaranteed joy experiences. And a student came in late, he wasn't sure what we were doing. So I told him I would put my joy map up on the board. I did that. And when I went back, he was now filling out his joy map. And I thought, oh, great problem solved. But when I turned back around and saw the joy map on the board, 
I was like, who am I kidding? I don't do any of these things anymore. And at the time, I had two young kids who were in elementary school, a great husband, lived in a nice house. I had all these things that should have added up to joy, but I had let it slip away. And they were simple things like going on date night and playing games with the kids and taking long walks. And so that day when I went, when I was driving home, I thought, this isn't right. Like something has to change. And I wasn't sure what it was, but it eventually led to me researching more about stress and stress management. And that was how I eventually got into teaching stress management into corporations in the beginning of the WorkWell group. Yeah. And I love how you had that self-awareness. And but what I love even more and what inspires me about you and your work is that you actually took action to do something about it. Okay, let's hear your four secrets then on how we can live with less stress and more joy. Okay, so the first secret is that you must embrace the season you are in, imperfection and all. So when we resist what our circumstances are, that can really steal our joy. So whatever the circumstances are, we have to be able to face them and see what is it that I have instead of what is it that I don't have. And I think when we look at it from that perspective of what do we have, then we can be grateful for the things that we have, that we can do, and we're not living life from a perspective of what we're lacking. Yeah, and I love that. And I um, can definitely relate to embrace the season that you're in, having ALS and losing abilities. I definitely am challenged to stay focused on what I can do. Mm -hmm. So I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that's true. There was one study that I read in a book by Steve Leader called More Beautiful Than Before, where he talks about the researchers did a study where they showed people a pie chart. And there was one sliver out of it. There was like 5% out of it. And 100% of the time, the people's eyes went to the 5% that was missing instead of the 95% that was there. And that analogy just really struck me of how many times do we look at the 95%. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we just forget to look at that 95%. And I think that that's what embracing the season you're in is all about, is where is the joy in this particular season? And what a great reminder to not focus on the 5%, which is so, so easy to do. Okay, so embrace the season. And then... So the second one is to recognize and challenge your inner critic. We all beat ourselves up from time to time, some people more than others. But if you are one of those people who beat yourself up, like let's say maybe you're in a meeting at work and you decide to make a comment and then you think, why did I make that comment? That was a dumb comment. And your inner critic is just on overdrive. And so even once you leave that meeting, the likelihood is it wasn't even that dumb of a comment. Mm -hmm. But we can let our whole day be ruined by that one comment that we made, and we can beat ourselves up for it. So I think when we're thinking about finding more joy, it's recognizing when our inner critic is in overdrive, challenging our inner critic, and sometimes not believing our inner critic right. and, and being able to move on from and let go from yeah. those situations where we maybe think we could have done something better. Yeah, we are our own toughest 
critic. It's true. We are. Yeah. And I definitely saw this while creating this podcast. The inner critic in me was in overdrive. And if I would have listened 100%, I never would have published an episode. So third one would be... Yeah. So the third one is to take responsibility for your state of mind. Sometimes we think that whether we're happy or whether we're sad depends on all these external circumstances or people. And the reality is we need to choose what kind of state of mind we're going to be in for that day. And while, yes, there are things that are challenging or we may face adversity, I think that being aware and just being mindful of what is our state of mind And if we are sad that day, that's okay. We can be sad, but not to blame it on our circumstances or other people. Like Mm -hmm. to really think about if I want to live in a joyful and energized way, then that's my responsibility, not someone else's responsibility to do for me. That's a good one. Because a lot of times I think it's just easier to blame your bad mood on someone else. All right. So what is the last secret? Yes, so the fourth one really relates to that third one, and it is to choose three words to lead your day every day. So at the WorkWell Group, one of the workshops that we do is for personal branding, and there is an exercise there that we have created called the Power 10, and it's thinking about what are the 10 words that you want other people to use to describe you? So if you're thinking about it in the context of the workplace, what are the words that you hope your boss or your coworkers or your direct reports are using to describe you? And we have people make a list of those 10 words. And then we say, based on your most recent interaction with your coworker, what are the words he or she would use to describe you? And if those words in the second blank match your power 10, you know you're living according to your vision. And if they don't, you have a place to start. So the reason that this fourth secret relates to that is because we get a choice in every circumstance or situation that we go into of how we show up. Mm -hmm. And if we have those words in our mind of how we want to show up, then we're more likely to behave in those ways. And, yeah. and so I, I really, I, I tend to choose a different set of words for different circumstances. But overall, I would say my three words most of the time are joyful, energized, and present. And just trying to go into situations with those three words in mind. That's good, especially these days being present. And it's so hard to kind of keep your mind clear and focus on what's in front of you. That's a challenge. It is. There are so many distractions And we are all guilty of being distracted from time to time. And I think that all four of these secrets really center around being just more mindful of how we're showing up, what are the thoughts that we're thinking, being more disciplined in our thought. And all of those little choices can really add up to a big improvement in how you experience your day. Yeah, I like that. And especially going into circumstances that you are not fond of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or maybe around people that you don't know or that you're uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. I think doing that would be really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. I had to think of my three words, probably grateful, hopeful, and kind. Mm -hmm. 
or patient, depending on <laughs> where I'm at and what I'm doing. So, okay, just run down the four secrets one more time so people can write them down, put them in their phone as reminders, write them on a post-it note, whatever. Yeah, so the first one is you must embrace the season that you're in, imperfection and all. The second one is to recognize and challenge your inner critic. The third one is to take responsibility for your state of mind. And then the fourth one is to choose three words to lead your day every day. Okay, great. Thank you so much. And those are all great tips that I'm going to try to incorporate. Thank you, Lori. Okay, let me ask you this. So, for example, for me, this week has been hard. What do you have to say to those that are really struggling and just having a hard time envisioning joy at all. Mm -hmm. That is such a challenge because we all have times when we are just feeling like, how will we ever get back to that place of joy? Mm -hmm. And I would say small moments. What are the micro moments of joy that you can have in the midst of whatever storm it is you're in? And if it's just feeling the softness of the blanket that you're wrapped up in on the couch because you just don't have the energy to move from the couch. It's appreciating the softness of that blanket. That is such a micro moment of joy. Yeah. And and not thinking that joy has to be over-the-top feelings of exhilaration. I don't see joy that way. I love that. I had a friend contact me this morning check in, see how I was doing. I told her that I was sitting down with you. And she had told me that it's kind of the same thing. So for joy, for her, comes in a cup of coffee or lunch with a friend or something really simple mm-hmm. where in the past she had thought that it was to be something oh so grand mm-hmm. and not necessarily. So mm-hmm. I think we're all hard on ourselves and We hold ourselves to these great expectations, and I think that's kind of the pressure that we put on ourselves. Okay, you gave us some great tips, some great secrets, but I have to ask you, what's one last thing? What are you dying to tell us? The one thing I am dying to tell the listeners is that you are worth finding the joy in your life. So whatever that mix of practices and daily activities that you have to do to find the joy, do it. Perfect. And to all my listeners out there, you are worth it. Everyone is worth finding what brings them joy in this one precious life. Yes, you are worth it. Okay, great. And I invite all of you to continue this conversation in our podcast community group on Facebook at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. And uh, Monica, would you be willing to jump in on that community and connect with the listeners on the topic of joy? Yeah, I think that would be great. I would love to hear how people in the community are finding joy and what are the ways they're bringing more joy into their life. Okay, wonderful. I will put this in the show notes on the website of dyingtotellyoupodcast.com and also on our Facebook page. But can you tell everyone how to get connected with you? 
Yes, so theworkwellgroup.com is a great place to look for all the workshops that we offer for workplaces. And then crazygrateful.com is where you can get on the list for the weekly Three Good Things newsletter. And you can also download a copy of this guide that contains the four secrets that we talked about today. Well, I really appreciate you coming today. And you've already made my week and my day better. So thank you for that. Thank you, Lori. You're such an inspiration to me. And the joy that you bring to everyone around you is is definitely an inspiration. Thank you. I'm so thankful that I did actually sit down and do this interview about joy, especially when I was having such a difficult week. And I'm so happy that I've had a chance to introduce you to Monica and all that she does to bring joy to this world. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I do highly recommend getting connected with her, at least on the Crazy Grateful platform, and sign up for that newsletter, The Three Good Things. I love it so much because it's not like she's getting compensated to endorse anything. These are all either products or movies, books, TED Talks, apps, that she has personally used and recommends because they bring joy in some way. I love that she finds all these options and saves me the time and just makes it easy. I love that. Okay, thank you all for listening to I'm Dying to Tell You. You can hear more on Even Tuesdays. That's the second and the fourth Tuesday of each month. My next episode is going to be an interview with Pastor Sean Spradling, who speaks up about his battle with depression in hopes of helping others. It's a perfect message that it's okay not to be okay. I hope you'll listen. Thank you so much for being here with me and know that you are loved and not alone. Thank you for listening to our mom. Make sure to visit her website at imdyingtotellyoupodcast.com, where you'll find photos and show notes about this episode. If you liked the show, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.